Hey everybody, welcome back to the Icing on Top with me, your host, Savannah. I am recording this kind of on a whim. I had been thinking about starting to record a new episode next week, and then I was listening to a podcast on my way home today, and I listened to one last week, and I was like, nope, you know what? I really just feel moved to do it right now. So um, bear with me. This is literally just like jotted notes <laughs> down on a piece of paper. Um, I missed my therapy session this week and I rescheduled it for next week. So there's just kind of been like a lot that's been happening. Um, and there's like another topic to talk about, right? Um, but um, there's been a lot that's been happening. So I wanted to just kind of get on here like while I was super passionate about talking about all this stuff and maybe – you know, this is just going to be like the big seller for the podcast. I don't really know. Um, so like I said, bear with me. It's all over the place. Um, the newest podcast that I've been listening to is called, um, Walnut Street Podcast. And I will tag them, uh, in the info below, like the, um, episode. And they primarily do a lot of theirs on like YouTube. Um, they did share it on Apple Podcasts, like one of them. I wish I'm going to tell them, I'm going to contact them, but I wish they would share more on there um, just because, you know, I can't have it playing like in the background while I'm, you know, doing something else um, as far as like on my phone with YouTube because I don't pay for premium because I'm cheap AF, right? So I don't know that I am like Walnut Street podcast quality, but I feel like a lot of our maybe not necessarily even values, but like our views on exposing the realness and the rawness of the world are, you know, similar, like they line up. So it is so important to me. Um, and that's probably why I do the podcast is just to make the more, the world like a more relatable place, right? Like it's hard, it's hard for everybody right now, but like, if you can relate to somebody and, you know, get them to open up to you, like just do it because you could make somebody's day or, you know, things that I've talked about on my podcast, you may not have ever known about me, you know, had I not told you that. So those things like that, that like we relate to people on, like that makes people feel so much more comfortable. And guys, it's okay for people to feel like normal. Like, you know, most days I don't feel normal, but at the same time, I know that there are people that are like going through the same things that I am, or, you know, have gone through the same things that I have. So I find relatable fullness, relatability, really attractive. Honestly, like not that I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump your bones right now. Right. But like, I, I think it's great when somebody is like, oh man, I have felt like that before. Like I have been in the trenches or, um, Seth was on last week and I actually went to high school with him. Um, and then Annie was this week's and I worked with her at Timbercrest, um, my very first nursing job. But, um, Seth, um, his story, you know, was about, um, being an alcoholic. And I related to that story, obviously, because there is somebody in my story, you know, who is struggling with addiction. Um, and I, you know, he, Seth said in his story, um, there are so many people from my small town that will either say, oh yeah, the Brubaker kid's up to it again, you know, or they'll say, man, like good for him, like good for him for getting his shit together. Right. And that's so true because when you grow up in a small town, you know, everybody has something to say about something, everything that you're doing and they've got a better way to do it. Right. Well, we have to figure it out on our own. And, you know, he talks about, you know, how he went to rehab, you know, five times and, you know, it, nothing, nothing was enough, you know, to make him quit until he found God. And, 
you know, I talked about how when he was growing up, like he was like, oh yeah, like, I mean, I believe, but like, what do I really believe in? You know? So it's, it's, it's kind of faith-based because it is put on, I believe by like maybe one of the youth pastors or something. I'm really not sure. I need, I need to reach out to them and talk to them. But, um, Annie also talks about, um, her, you know, owning a business and being a mom and, um, you know, just managing, you know, life at home as a mom and a, a business owner and how, you know, society is so hard on women and so hard on moms and so hard on um, just basically, honestly, freaking everything that we do, right? Like somebody has something to say about everything. And I mean, shit, I fucking fall guilty to it too. I do it too. I do. But you know what? It's the truth. Um, but she talks about her dad passing away. And I know that her dad had passed away, obviously, from working with her. And she was very close to their dad. And um, she talks about, you know, the fact that when you die, the things that you leave behind, all you have is left is what's left in a shoebox, basically, right? So instead of being, like, frivolous and, like, over-purchasing and buying, you know, all these things, like, why don't we just live a simplistic life and take experiences and travel and spend time with those that we love, right? Because she said, you know, you know, 30 years down the road, when I die, nobody's going to know who I am. But you know what? My daughter is going to say, I want to be a good mom because my mom was a good mom. And, you know, that is so true. Um, I feel like throughout life, you know, we, and I probably mentioned it on the podcast earlier in this season, whatever episodes, but, you know, as a person, I have, you know, gathered all of these things, right? Like I will make, um, chicken pot pie like my mom, because that's one of her favorite things, you know, or that's, you know, something that we always had as, as a kid growing up. And I will write in cursive because that's how I learned, you know, to sign my name or, you know, we do all these things, you know, from different people. And you, when you think about that, think about that, I guess a little bit longer and think about what do you do that you inherited from somebody else or like who taught you how to tie your shoes or like my dad taught me how to ride my bike. Um, and that is the way that, you know, he knows how to ride a bike. Like, does that mean that's the only way how to ride a bike? No, it doesn't. Absolutely not. It doesn't mean that at all. Um, but it's important to think about, you know, all of the people and all of the experiences that we have have made us who we are today. And, um, you know, she talks about how everybody, he was like widely known in the community. And so he, um, there was a bunch of people at his, you know, funeral. And I obviously like went back to thinking about Standing Room Only by Tim McGraw. And, um, I also thought about Live Like You Were Dying. And I'm like, man, like he wrote both of those, or maybe he didn't write them, but he sang them, whatever. Um, both of those songs. And I feel like, like, that's really something like he was onto something is onto something. Um, you know, because you don't know if tomorrow's promised and as scary and as like shitty as that is to think about, like, that's the truth. So I guess I also jumped on here and recorded this because you never know what's going to happen tonight or tomorrow. Right. Um, but you've got to, you just have to live like your life, like every day, like, and that's why I'm so open about my life 
because it's real. And I know I don't owe anybody anything. I don't owe anybody, anybody an explanation, but at the same time, like if somebody listens to my podcast and they're like, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Right. Like I'm going to be okay. Like, I know this is going to be okay. Like that makes me feel better. And I know that I'm making the world a better place. So maybe this is just me leaving my footprint on the world or on my group of followers that listen. And I appreciate every single one of you. Um, I'm going to grab a drink really fast and then I'll come back and record the next part. So something that Walnut Street podcast, both of their podcasts, actually, um, I listened to another one about a guy from town too, but they all, you know, talk about faith and how they found faith. And I guess, you know, that got me thinking like, what is my faith? Right. So I attended church like with my great grandma, uh, probably on the bigger holidays of the year. And she gave me a Bible maybe for like my 11th birthday. That sounds right. Maybe ninth. Um, I am not a churchgoer. I, I am not opposed to a church to going to church. I am not opposed to finding a church, but I, you know, I know that I want to go to a church where I'm not sitting by people that are perfect, right? Because God, God loves us either way. God loves us when we're perfect and he loves us when we're at the bottom of the barrel, right? But, but I want to go to church with other people that sin too, because that's real life. And I don't want to go to church with somebody who sits beside me and judges the way that I live my life. Um, and, and that's, that's sad, but like in a small town, you have to think about that. Right. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to think about that, I guess is really what I should say, because, you know, when, when we're there, we're all there together, right? Like we're supposed to be raised as like brothers and sisters and, um, you're supposed to accept one another and love one another and, um, treat everyone with kindness. And, and I'm, I'm all, I'm all for that, but I want to go to a, a church where I feel that as well. So just kind of maybe think about that. Like, what is your faith? What do you do? Um, how is that in, in your marriage? You know, is that at the center of your marriage? Because when you think about, you know, how a marriage should be, it should be, you know, God, God, God should be in the middle of your marriage, right? Like you should always put God in this, in the center, in the front of your marriage. And are you doing that? Do you do that? Do you practice a certain different way? I'm not saying one way is right or the other. I just, I do feel like that's, that's important to ask yourself. And especially when you're like dating or, you know, marrying or getting to know somebody, right? But you've got to, you got to kind of do that digging in that. So think about that. Like, what is your faith? What do you want to practice? What do you want your kids to know? Right? Like my, my little boy, Conrad, he knows that, that God will love him. God loves us no matter what, right? God loves us if we have one leg, but those are, those are things that I tell him, right? Because he needs to know that God loves everybody. Not because it's bad to have one leg, just because when I say, you know, at five, everything is so literal, right? Like we've got to see it. It's got to be concrete. Can't just talk about something. that's not there. Right he's not going to get it. He's going to be like, how? And I'm like, well, that's really not the right question. Like we're working on that right now. So, um, he, he knows that God loves him and he knows that he also knows that God sometimes is not happy. 
be with what we do or like when we don't listen at school. Um, not that we've, we haven't gotten in trouble for that, but like if we don't listen at school, you know, that doesn't make God very happy. And we have to listen to, you know, our mommies and daddies and we have to make good choices, right? Because that, that makes God happy. And sometimes we'll resort to that, right? And sometimes we'll resort to saying, you know, mommy's not mad, but, um, Mommy, mommy just wants you, you know, to maybe not do that next time, right? Not that I never get mad at him. Not that I never lose my absolute loving mind, right? Because I do. I lose my shit on the, on the weekly. I mean, maybe not on the daily, but still it happens. Um, okay, so I can mark that one off the list. <laughs> um, I think that the next thing I'm going to touch on is um, – like growing up. I think that growing up, I was maybe in a family income wise of like what you would consider like low income. And a girl, group of us at work yesterday, we're having this conversation, uh, like six in the morning, right? Cause I start early. Um, but she was like, Oh man, like I grew up on beans and weenies and I'm like, Oh, Valerie made beans and weenies all the time. And I freaking love beans and weenies. And I have not had beans and weenies in so long. And all I could say was, girl dinner, because I have watched TikToks, right? And I'm like, what the hell is girl dinner? And then I'm like, shit, I do girl dinner. Like, Ethan will be like, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, what? nothing. Like, what do you want for dinner? And like, I never got it, right? Like, I didn't get what the term was. And I was like... Yeah, I really, I just want to eat all the no-bit cookies that Laura made in the next room. And I might eat some chips later. Uh, maybe eat like the leftover peas because I love peas. Or um, maybe just eat apple slices and caramel and call it a night. And he's like, that's not really dinner. And I'm like, well, it's my dinner. Like, I know it's not maybe the best choice, but like I also have to feed this kid three times a day. Like what? I have to feed myself too. So we were talking about that. And it's so funny because before I sat down to record this, she sent me a picture and she's like, it's girl dinner. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was just about to talk about that. That's hilarious. So, you know, growing up, you know, low income or I guess that's terrible, low income things that, you know, we, I remember like people who grew up in a regular household may not remember that, but like, man, butter bread was like a freaking staple in our house. And with my great grandma, like she would serve a piece of butter bread with anything. Let me tell you that. And I will straight up eat a piece of butter bread with just, just butter bread. I will eat. I know that's not good. I know it's not good for me. Do I do it? Yes. Do I make bad decisions? Yes. I make bad financial decisions like that guy on TikTok, right? But I make bad dietary decisions and I know it. I drink a 44 ounce fountain Pepsi, at least one every day. Okay. I've been through it. I've done the math. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't need to hear about it. It's a bad, it's a bad choice. I get it, but we all have our vices, right? So, um, there are things like when I was growing up that I remember my parents doing. Um, one thing was, you know, on Fridays, they would talk about what bills they were going to pay. They would talk about what bills they were going to pay because they probably couldn't afford all of our bills. And as a kid, you don't know that. That's what they're saying, right? But as an adult now, I know listening to them, they were trying to decide which bills they were going to pay because that was all they could afford for the week. And that, that's sad. Like I, I know because when I got older, you know, as a teenager, I was like, oh, I don't 
want my I don't want my kids to overhear that. Do I think it's do I think it's healthy for your kids to overhear you talk about finances? Absolutely. Do I think it's healthy for your kids to overhear you talk about how <clears throat> you're too stressed about money or you can't afford all your bills? No, because I don't think that is the weight that responsibility is like the weight of that is not the responsibility for your child to carry. Um, and, and it could be totally innocent, right? Like it could be like, oh, let's pay the car payment this week and let's pay the water bill next week because next week I'm going to have overtime on that check, right? So um, growing up, I have uh, hoarded money. I, I'm, not, I'm not a billionaire. I freaking wish I was. This is not like to, in hopes of getting my house robbed or anything like that. Um, but I have hoarded money because – I don't want to not have enough money ever to pay my bills. And I I don't ever want my kid to stress about money. So maybe that was the reason for all of that growing up or hearing that or hearing my parents, you know, discuss bills and how much everything costs. Maybe I maybe I needed to have that for me to make good financial decisions, right? I don't know. Um but you know, I know that I have also said things, um, to Ethan that I, I, I want, or I don't want, right? Like, I don't want to talk about the bills on Friday after we both get paid. Uh, I want to know financially how we're doing. I want to know what our plan is. I want to know, you know, all of those communication things that like I couldn't have in my previous or yeah, all those financial conversations I couldn't have in my previous relationships or relationship. I know that I want to discuss finances and I know that I want to have a financial plan. And I know that I want to know that, we're planning for retirement or planning for this, or I want to know that we're making it somewhere, right? Like we are discussing our financial goals, but I don't want our children to hear us talking about how much all of the bills cost. Like, I think it's okay that they know that things are more expensive now, right? But like, I don't think that they need to know that, no, I can't afford to buy you a hamburger this week at McDonald's because I had to pay whatever. I don't know the sewer bill or the trash bill, right? Like, I think that that's not your child's burden to carry. And everybody, everybody has their own opinion and that's fine. But I know that we've talked about that because there's also, you know, we're right. We were raised differently while we were both raised in split homes. We also were raised differently in those split homes. So, um, there are things, you know, from his childhood or his bringing up that I'm sure he doesn't want to continue either. Um, one thing that I will touch on with him is that, he has been wonderful to Conrad from day one. Um, and I never, ever questioned that. I never doubted it. I, I, I knew that he would be great all the time. Um, yeah, I sent him a Snapchat about step, step parenting last week. And I hate the word step parent, right? But I do think it's important as far as the step part goes, because it is important to, you know, recognize the fact that they stepped up. Like they didn't have to, but they took a step forward towards up, I guess, and decided to be there for that little human. And, you know, he said to me, I don't know that I've ever told, um, Trisha, who is married to his dad. I don't know that I've ever told Trisha, but she made being a, becoming a step parent, not so bad. You know, she was good to me. And I, you know, I said, you need to tell her that, like, because that will melt her, melt her heart, but it also will, just make her appreciate 
and and remember, you know, all of the times that, you know, maybe she sacrificed your needs for her wants or, you know, anything like that, because that, that's what a step parent does. Right. Um, <clears throat> I think that's great. Um, I love that he's wonderful with Conrad. Um, and I think that as far as things go with, you know, co-parenting with um, Conrad's dad, that things are getting better. And obviously our main goal is always Conrad. It's always in the center of our, our goal and what, what we want to do and how he's doing. And <clears throat> I have said, you know, from day one, you can never have enough. Your, your kid can never have enough love, right? Always, 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 always needs more love. I mean, never, never has enough. So on the note of Ethan, I will also talk about, um, last week we went to a pawn party, um, for one of his cousins and, uh, one of his, not cousins, but close family members, basically, basically cousin. She, um, I had walked out of the shop or something and she said, oh, I just really love you for him. And I was like, oh, like, thank you so much. Like that is so, that's so sweet of you. And I said, he really is wonderful. Like I have nothing else to say besides he is wonderful. Um, and you know, his grandma was there and she's like, I really do too. Like you're really great. And his aunt, you know, of course chimed in and said, yes, it's, I think it's wonderful. I think it's great. I hope that you guys are happy, you know, all of these things. So I of course threw up like, oh, well, Nine years ago, though, he decided he didn't want to keep me around. But I think this time it's different, you know, or whatever. And I said, I jokingly say that to him every chance I get. I said, I I know that we weren't the same people nine years ago. Um, I know that we weren't the same people. And I know that I wouldn't have Conrad if I would have stuck with him nine years ago. Um, it was it was both of us. I mean, we both decided that, I don't know, maybe we just didn't, didn't vibe back then. But regardless the it's different now we're we're there now right it's good and it's so good um so I am so blessed right now right like life is chaotic life is crazy um work is busy we've been busy uh we've been busy but also we downstep five people yesterday so I don't know it goes in waves labor and delivery is crazy um but I really do I really do have a really great roommate um, she is wonderful. She is crazy. And all of these conversations that I'm having with you right now through my podcast, I have with her on the weekly. Like we talk about all of the craziest things and we talk about, you know, why are people in life so negative? Um, and sometimes I can be negative too. Everybody can be negative, right? Like we all have our, all have our moments, but you know, life it is what it is. It is what you make it. You know, you, you gotta, if you want it to be happy, you gotta make it happy. So we talk about that all the time. We talk about, you know, her dating journeys and everything like that. Um, but I, you know, when I thought about, oh, what would I talk about if I was on somebody else's podcast? Cause I've, you know, been talking to some people about having them on the podcast, but I would talk about how, I guess I have just been so blessed and shown so much love by the people who have willingly like come into my life. They've just opened, you know, welcomed me with open arms and, um, her daughter, Taya, um, who is absolutely beautiful inside and out. Uh, she called last night. She just turned 21 over the summer and she 
was out at a bar and she called her mom and said, ah, mom, I love you so much. And I, and I love you so much, mom and, and mom. And, and I love you so much. Like just kept repeating it. It was so sweet. And she said, let me talk to Savannah. And she said, you know, Savannah, thank you. Thank you for taking care of my mom when I can't be there. And I, it brought tears to my eyes and Laura was crying too. And, and I, she said, she said, you're like the sister I never had. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's just so sweet. So, you know, I think about when Conrad and I move out, you know, and I think about leaving, you know, this part of my family behind, I guess. And that's sad and it's exciting, but it's sad. And I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm going to have to come back and have family dinner. Otherwise, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I'm not going to see her. And that's, that's sad. And that's a grieving process. And that brings me into my next topic is, um, you know, when you're dealing with somebody in active addiction, um, or just an addict in general, you know, I really feel like I've had to grieve somebody who's not dead. Um, I had a rough, weekend, this past weekend with, um, that family member, um, not in person, you know, or anything like that, but I do think it is important to note that, um, you know, when they went to rehab, you know, I was told like, we're giving them the tools, you know, they just have to know how to apply it. And that was helpful because I was afraid to say anything about how I felt or how, you know, certain situations had gone. And I feel like I have got to say stuff because if I don't, what if I never, ever, ever get to say it, right? Like what if, what if they do die one day and I never get to tell them how much I love them or it could be a bad thing, right? Like how much they pissed me off about the one time, right? But it doesn't, you, you, you're allowed we're humans, right? Life is messy. We're allowed to say things and then say, shit, that was fucking mean. And I'm really sorry about that. So that, that situation, you know, has kind of been difficult for me lately. And I know that I've started to grieve that person and that person, you know, their existence in my life. And, um, just setting boundaries for myself, right? Because I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm uncomfortable or I I don't agree with something. I mean, there's a lot that I don't agree with, clearly, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but those are the moments that all you can do is show somebody grace. You can say, you know, this hurt me. Um, but th- it's okay for them to hear that. Because they know that they hurt you. So grieving somebody that's not dead. That's hard. 10 out of 10 don't recommend. Um, In the last little blip of this conversation I want to have with you guys, I want to talk about um, a friend's conversation. Because I had had a rough conversation or disagreement, I guess, really, maybe with a group or one of my friends yesterday. I... um, I know that I am really like, um, kind of an absent wife or wife, (laughs) kind of an absent friend. I, um, I am always rooting you on from the sidelines, right? Like I will be sitting back here and I will say, you know what? Yes, you freaking go. You are killing it girl. Or like, Hey, how's it going today? Know that you weren't feeling good last week. Um, 
I am that friend. I am that friend who will bring you a meal when you have your baby. I am that friend who will I, I don't know. I'm that friend who will watch your kids, even though I'm in the middle of packing up my house to move out of. Um, I, I'm i that friend who will do absolutely nothing with you. But but I also am a really big homebody. <laughs> so I honestly go to work. I take my kid to school. And I come home. Um, and if I don't have my kid, obviously, if he's with his dad, I uh, spend most of the weekend with Ethan. And that's, or I sometimes spend my free weekends at my sister's softball tournament. So um, you gotta, you know, life changes as you grow and your friends change too. Continuing the friend conversation. So I am just a low maintenance friend. Like I, I don't need you, you know, to text me every day. Um, is it nice when you, you know text me and check up on me or my kid? Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Um, do do I do that all the time? No. Um, I'm not really great at that either. I'm terrible at I, I have every intention of like te- checking on you and texting you, right? But like sometimes life just gets in the way and I read a text message and forget to respond. I never understood that until I had Conrad and I was like, oh yeah, I totally do that. I do that all the time. I am not the best, world's best text message responder. So, um, will I answer your phone call though? Yeah. If you, if you call me, I'll answer your phone call. Unless I'm at work, I probably won't answer your phone call. Um, I also work a crazy busy work schedule. So, um, and I, I, I know that some, sometimes people, they get it. That's easy for them. That's great. But some people don't have days off during the week. So that is hard, you know, for people, they, they don't understand why, why can't, why can you hang out on a Wednesday at 2 p.m., but you can't hang out on a Saturday or a Sunday? Well, if, if it's my weekend to work, I can't I can't change plans. I can try to find somebody to cover my weekend or swap my weekend around, but that's not always easy either. And it sucks, but that's, that is what it is, right? Like somebody's got to do the job. Um, it's not always the best job, but somebody's got to do it. Um, so I guess my – I know that friends change, right, as we grow up. Um, which is sad, right? Like we outgrow our friends sometimes, but I guess I want to have friends who treat me with the same amount of respect and, you know, appreciation and, um, understanding that I give them. So if you don't text me and check on me, you know, when I'm going through my huge, huge breakup and selling my house and all that stuff, then are you, are you checking on my mental health? You know, I truly care about how you're doing during the week with your kiddos more than if I'm going to, you know, come to, or if you're going to come to my kid's birthday party. Like if, if you have an event on the day that my kid's birthday party, that's great. It doesn't matter. It's fine. But please understand also that I'm a huge homebody. So I guess, um, what I'm saying is in my thirties, um, I don't, I'm not even 30 yet. Shit. Here I am wishing my last couple months of my 29 away. Ah, don't do that to me. That's not smart. But I, um, I just am making, you know, my friendships more intentional. Um, not opposed to, you know, spending time with people obviously, but I also really, you know, I remember the days that I prayed for what I have now at home. So forgive me if I love to be home and love to, 
spend my time at home with Ethan or with Conrad. And, you know, it's life, life changes things. And, and we should understand that because in our thirties, that's what other people our age probably are doing too. Right. So it's hard. Friendships is hard. Friendships are hard. All relationships are hard. I'm pretty sure I've touched on that before, but I don't know. I just think that we need to give people grace, right? Because people need grace all the time. And that's what we should do. Uh, I So Conrad has started school. He uh, is doing great, loves it. Uh, they had picture week this picture day this week, and he is learning a lot. They're learning about syllables and you know how to put words together and how um, each letter sounds, obviously. And they're working on you know writing their numbers, and he's getting better at that. And he has um, a teacher that I went to high school with her son. I went to high school with her kids, but I graduated with her son. Has his locker was actually like right beside me. Um, and she has tons of years of experience, which makes me super happy. And I love it. Um, she, I had messaged her about my mom picking, um, him up one day last week when I was at work and cause I give her a transportation schedule, right? Cause my schedule isn't always the same and life as a nurse is kind of crazy sometimes and all of the above. But I, you know, wanted to make sure that she knew where he was going to go every day. So I, Gave her that schedule and then of course it changed. So I, you know, sent her a text or a message on our parenting app or whatever, and I said, or school app, and I said, um, hey, just wanted to let you know, like Conrad is actually gonna be picked up today. And she's like, Oh, I wanted to talk to you about something. Like, I'm not sure if he told you about it. And I'm like, Oh God, what happened? No, he didn't tell me about anything. And she said he was peeing. <laughs> he peed on the tree at recess. And all I could think to myself was, wow, like I can't believe that nobody called me from the school because I feel like I would have been called. Like if I would have done that when I was in, or if I would have done that when I was in school, I feel like they would have called home and been like, um, she had her butt out and showed everybody. I mean, not that I would have, not that he even did that, but still my point is like, um, that means that you were slightly naked at school, but whatever. So I was like, okay, um, yeah, I'll talk to him about it. And I was like mortified, right? Like I was like, okay, I know that like he's not the only kid or the first kid that's done this, but like we had even talked with him about not peeing at school outside because it wasn't like at home, right? So like, okay, maybe shame on us for like letting him pee outside, but like, dang it, that's freaking cool as a boy. So, you know, I said when I picked him up that day, I said, Conrad, hey, did you, you know, how was school today? Blah, 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 blah. We talked about his day that day. And then I said, hey, did you get in trouble yesterday at school? And he's like, yeah, mom, my sorry about that. <laughs> and I'm like, if you've heard my kid talk, you know, he talks exactly like that, right? So it's like, totally, that's him through and through. That's exactly how he sounds. And so she, he's like, yeah, mom, my sorry about that. And I'm like, oh, buddy, like, it's okay. Like, um, but like, we can't do that at school. And he's like, I know it. And I said, did you get in trouble? And he's like, they talk to me and they say my half a go inside to go potty. And I said, okay, well, as long as you've learned that, right. But that was our funny, funny thing for the first couple of weeks. I think we made it three weeks into school before he peed on the playground, but he is loving it and doing well, and I couldn't ask for a better 
situation with school with him, you know, for that. We are working on the pickiness eating wise and speeding up when he eats because we're kind of a slow eater. And I don't know if you experienced that with your kids or not, but Conrad is a slow eater. So we're working on that and trying to get him to try new foods at school. And I'm trying to think if there's any other life updates. I don't think so. But I felt super passionate for a minute. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this while I'm thinking about this. Uh, My load of laundry just finished. So it's not quite as long as what the other ones are, but hopefully it can get you home on your commute for on Friday. Um, I hope everyone has a great weekend and, and I cut myself off on that last clip. So I hope everyone has a great Friday and a great weekend. And as always, thanks for listening and tagging along on my raw, real, but loving shit show life. Make sure you like, follow, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. And don't forget to find the icing on top in every day.